Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to talk about a film based on a real life situation, so technically a film review. Uh, this is called Believe Me, The Abduction of Lisa McVeigh. Uh, I'm your host Matthew and um, I want to just kind of clarify something bef- before I start uh, talking about this film and everything. So I am going to put in the title that this is a must see, which you would have already seen if you've clicked on this probably. Uh, this is a different type of must-see. This isn't one of them situations like with Black Summer last week, which I think I reviewed last week, where that's a different case of must-see, where with with, with Black Summer Season 2, that was like, this show is awesome, I loved it, you should watch it. This isn't the same type of, you know, I loved it, it was awesome, you should watch it. This is more of a sort of... This film is very important and emotional and impactful and it's not a case where, okay, this film's really awesome or whatever. Uh, It's a very, very well made film and it's an incredible uh, story, an incredible situation and everything. But this isn't a sort of like, this is awesome, hey, go and check this out. This is is very much a, um, you know, this is important and impactful and that kind of thing. So... I just want to explain a bit of a difference there. Um and I said the same I said the same thing with a similar um show uh 2 years ago which was called Unbelievable on Netflix which was about not necessarily an abduction but a a a, a sexual assault case which was also based on a real uh story and I said that was sort of like must see TV but I didn't say the same sort of yeah you know, I I said the same sort of thing that I'm saying here which is that is an important thing to watch but yeah, so I, th- I think I've explained the uh, the difference there. With uh, it's just a it's just a different situation as opposed to you know an awesome show with zombies and cool stuff in it. Uh, this is much more just sort of important, impactful, and that kind of thing. So still, all all of it is must see, but in different categories and in different terms. So I just want to make that clear before I say anything else about uh, about this film. Um, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was very important. I thought it was quite an incredible and certainly emotional story. I mean, if you walk away from a story like this and you're not really feeling emotional, I'm not quite sure what to tell you. Um, so yes, this is based off a real life um, case, a real life situation. Uh, the woman's got the same name, at least from what I'm reading anyway. Um yeah, believe me on Netflix. Now this isn't a Netflix film. It's not got the Netflix like banner on it, but it is a film that you can watch with a subscription on Netflix. So take that for what you want to. Uh believe me on Netflix, uh where is uh, Lisa McVeigh now? As mentioned at the end, um it does say that uh, she's now known as Lisa McVeigh Noland. Now in terms of spoilers and things, and obviously I've kind of just revealed that she survives the story, which in the um, description of this anyway, it does say after a horrifying kidnap and narrow escape. So the word escape is in there, so it gives you a hint of that. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna do a spoiler section in the second half, talking more like about the specifics, because uh, if you haven't seen this, I don't want to ruin that for you. But yes, the non-spoilery part of this is that she does escape and goes on to become a pretty awesome person. So that's that's very good. Uh, but I'm not going to like spoil the actual events of this film. So, bit of a slightly different, strange, like spoiler type of thing. But that's what we've got. Um, 
yeah, so now she's known as uh, Lisa McVeigh Nolan. Then there is a th- there is like a scene at the end that shows kind of what she's like and and that kind of stuff now, which is cool. Uh, incredibly emotional. Uh, I mean, this is one of them things where this was an hour and a half. Um, the first twenty to thirty minutes are quite particularly hard to watch, and I found it hard to watch, which. You're supposed to, I think. Um, well, you you definitely are supposed to, but uh, yeah, found that very difficult to watch. But obviously, it's got the like emotional impact and things like that. Um, <clears throat> the actual like her escaping and how she got away and that kind of thing was incredible to watch. In a way, again, not like oh, this is awesome, but just kind of incredible in terms of like incredible in terms of just what this story is what this woman went through and how she was able to very heroically kind of come out on the other side and there's some discussions later on in the, in this uh film um about like the actual impact of what this woman's done and how good it is and I suppose it's one of them situations where it's unfortunate that she had that she went through what she went through in order to get to that part but in a way the end outcome of what she managed to achieve was very very good and very helpful to like other potential victims of this guy which is good um so you got the you got the guy's name in this as well. It isn't really sort of hidden because unlike in Unbelievable, where they're looking for a suspect, uh, Bobby Joe Long. Um, it does say at the end of this. Again, I'm going to kind of spoil the ending, but not how we got there, if that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> it does say that he was like put onto death row and stuff like that, which is you know he deserves to just like burn for all I care or whatever, you know, kind of send him to hell or whatever for for all I care after after what he did. He did what I'm saying is he he deserves the worst punishment for something like that, especially the amount of times he he did it, which we get to uh hear about in this film as well. Um but it it's quite an incredible story and it's just a shame that she went through what she went through <clears throat> to get there, but the end result is um good because of what it means for like other potential victims and other people um did find myself tearing up near the end and at certain points near the start as well and found myself just kind of i don't know being very very emotionally impacted by this this story um the sad thing is this kind of thing probably happens a lot more than we realize and um you know sometimes you do get a lisa mcveigh now and again that manages to fortunately come out on the other side and escapes and actually not not only escapes but helps with the case and completely comes out on the other side of this thing which is pretty incredible itself as well so uh, there's not too much i can really say more uh, spoiler free about this i'm just thinking about like the other events and the the reasons that this is impactful and how how incredible this woman's ability was to like remember details of things which is really good like where she was being taken and the area and the color of this and that and and other things um so that was that was pretty uh interesting to, to sort of witness and stuff um the other part to this as well uh which is put in the title uh believe me 
the abduction of Lisa McVeigh. So it's not just called the abduction of Lisa McVeigh, it's called Believe Me. Uh, there is a couple of particular parts, and this is the most spoilery I'll kind of get in the spoiler-free section, because it is in the title as well. Um, her friends and family kind of uh, being the people that they are, and they actually don't believe her. Like, when she escapes from this place and manages to get back home, like, the the consensus was sort of like, oh, you know, she's a young teenage girl, she probably went out partying, and, like, instead of owning up to her doing that and like you know all this kind of stuff which is obviously uh, not not the case at all she was abducted and we and we we did see it all for for ourselves in the film um but wow just like when when she come, when she comes home in the way that she's treated and her say dad in quotes um it's like oh when she can, when she come home when can she come home and do her chores it's like oh my god how, how how can you how can you say that to somebody that like is supposed to be family to you but it's the it's the way that there's those kind of people were that that she lived with unfortunately uh but she's like like i said it's 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 good because she's on the other side now and obviously uh ended up thriving thriving sorry uh in life which is which is good so yeah uh that's pretty much the spoiler free stuff um it's it's one of them weird this is one of them kind of strange reviews where it's like do i think this is good did i like it i, I didn't like it but this is a different type of like good content where it was hard to watch and emotionally impactful and it is a very very well done film but I can't really say like oh yeah I enjoyed it and I liked it that's a very that's a kind of a strange thing to say about a story like this and I'd say the same thing about Unbelievable I didn't enjoy it or like it but it was a very well put together piece of media based on a true story so it's one of them strange situations, um, and and I've to be fair, I haven't really. I mean, I don't really watch too many of these types of like based on real stories kind of things or documentaries or anything else like that. I know there's the um, Cecil Hotel thing, which I watched like one episode of, and I didn't really go back to it. Um, where because I, I I what I'm trying to say, I not really watched one of these things where I'm like, okay, that was bad, that was like poorly told to me um so again it's a, it's a bit of a strange a bit of a different one um where you can't really say you liked it or enjoyed it because of the story that's being told here but it's a very well piece of put together thing piece of media that explains what happened in this impactful true story so uh take, take from that what you will but that's that's how i kind of that's how i kind of see this um so yeah uh but that that's that's everything really for the spoiler free section uh let's take a quick little break and then we'll go into uh, just just more of the details and things like that in the uh in the spoiler section hi there and thanks very much for listening today i'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links the first of which is our amazon affiliate link that's where you can shop on amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra so whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today 
is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show alright on to the spoiler section so if you don't want to know the specifics of this story and, and again it's a real life case so it's not really something you can spoil per se but if you haven't seen this and you don't want like the surprises or the details to be ruined uh, and you want to go and watch this for yourself and then come back you can now go and do that go and uh, leave this podcast now go and watch this uh, just be prepared for the first like 20 to 30 minutes that are quite hard to watch um, roughly 20 to 30 minutes I think uh, that are quite hard to watch so just be pre- prepared for that um, but it's a well pe- it's a well put together piece of media so there you go um, so yeah, if you want to switch off the podcast you can either just press pause close your media player whatever you've got uh, or if you're on the website press back click the home page or press pause or whatever else so um, so yeah, this is a very particular case where you know at the um, I'll say police station, whatever the detective place. Um, they were finding this guy who was like claiming these female victims. I think they said there was six of them, five or six of them. But the different situation there was he'd obviously, you know, sexually assault them and then kill them and get rid of them. Sort of like, you know, getting rid of his evidence in a way, which is a horrible way to look at it. But that's probably the way that this, um, what was his name again? uh bobby that's probably the way that he looked at the situation but yeah this like one out of a hundred chance um he let uh, lisa go on this situation because he did threaten to kill her as we saw a number of times because she kept doing things to try to get out of the situation um interestingly with this as well because as she's trying to you know call somebody up or make fingerprints or like look around in the bathroom when she's given like her first moment of privacy since being abducted um she has to kind of try to get out of this place blindfolded which is even more difficult and obviously given the given the difficult situation she's already in even if she wasn't blindfolded it still would have been difficult but that was like an added thing for her but I did like now and again that we got to see her like POV, her first person view, 
And I'm guessing because the way this thing was covering her eyes, obviously on like the edge of her nose, it would have been lifted up a little bit. So every now and then she sort of like if because if you if your sort of eyes are covered like that, you can look down almost in a way and sort of see certain things because there's a little gap of view that you can use and we, and we see the view of that uh, sometimes as well. So um, yeah, we see that in on a few different occasions and then uh, as we see. Uh, later on like she tries to get out of this bed and like walk over um and then obviously she tries to get the phone and things like that um i got a sense that when she was in because i'm going to be jumping around talking about just the different scenes here um when she's in that toilet or the bathroom and she's insistent on like i can't go if you're watching me and then he turns around and she says like can you leave obviously she's trying to get him out of the room and he has to kind of comply um when she started touching stuff, um, obviously that was her trying to leave her fingerprints and stuff of like I- I- any kind of DNA trace. Um, I thought that was an interesting way to, to do that as well. And then we saw later on when they came and um, gathered the evidence and things that uh, um, what was it that they start? They were like obviously dusting for prints and that kind of thing because there must have been loads of DNA in that place. I mean. Lisa did say, and obviously we saw that he was insistent on cleaning her, on like showering her and stuff, and obviously showered with her and whatever. Um, we don't quite know, like cleanliness-wise, how he treated the other people. But what I'm saying is, because he brought like five or six different women back there, not entirely by choice, uh, or not by choice. Uh, I mean, because some of them were were prostitutes, weren't they? So they would have just gotten in the car with him and just gone back to his. I suppose because we we do see him later on when the policeman's trying to um like track the car and he does find him that the prostitute does get into his car and then he does drive off so that's obviously like slightly different but still uh he's bringing my point is he's bringing a a number of people back there and like getting rid of all of them so there would have probably been at least some amount of dna in that place so uh so that was one thing that happened as well um but yeah that the hardest scene for me and i don't want to like describe it too graphically there's no reason for me to really do that the car scene that like the first bit um because his uh trick was kind of interesting i've not really seen like an abduction thing like that before to where because he parked his car didn't he left it on to make it make it look like he was just parked there and then the camera sort of goes past in a way where you can see there's nobody in the car because there's no one with, like head in there or whatever. And then he's hiding behind the gate thing isn't he. Which is by where she is. And obviously comes out and grabs her. Because she's only on like a bicycle. So she can't really go very fast. Um, but one of the hardest scenes yeah, for me to, to go, get through. Was uh, that car scene. Which I don't need to describe. Because we, we saw it. Assuming that you've, you've seen this in the spoiler section. Uh, but that was, that was pretty difficult to watch. Um so that was that was pretty difficult i mean like his treatment of her was obviously very difficult and stuff and keeping her blindfolded and then assaulting her multiple times as as things went on was was difficult to watch but uh the, the car scene was the one that that kind of stuck out for me which was very difficult to watch so and that was part of that like 20 to 30 minutes that i mentioned that's that's quite difficult to get through because i was kind of sitting there thinking like do i want to watch this do i sort of need to watch this but 
it's interesting because it kind of occurred to me like okay she's being treated horribly the assault thing happens in the car it's all quite nasty at that point and I thought to myself okay I, I know from the description that she gets out because it says after a horrifying kidnapping and narrow escape so we know that she's es- escaped so I wanted to see her kind of get her freedom N- knowing that I knew I was going to get that because it's written in the description um, I wanted to see her her get her, her freedom which I thought was very important as well because I didn't look up because this kept popping up on my Netflix I don't quite know why maybe it was because I watched Unbelievable and this is kind of similar um, like it kept popping up on my Netflix and um, you know I, cl- I clicked on it just to see what it was because Netflix kept sticking it in my face <laughs> and uh, I didn't read the part where it said this is based on a real life story I only read the description because that description narrow escape a Florida teen struggles to convince family and authorities um, I would just say based on true events but I mustn't have read that part my point is when I press play I thought it was just a film because I didn't know who Lisa McVeigh was or this was based on a true story. But then when you get to the first opening part, it does say based on a true story. So that kind of changed my uh, perspective a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was that part of it as well. So um, yeah, let's get to the the other parts as well, the uh, the details and stuff. Um, we see her looking at various different things, and as she's laying in the back of that car or laying down in the car. Um, because obviously he doesn't want people to he doesn't want people to see a blindfolded young woman in the back of his car so or, or in the front of his car. So he tells her to like lay down and stuff. Uh, she took note, I'm guessing, of like okay, car stopped here because you can feel the car moving obviously, and you can tell what way you're you're being turned. So she kind of took note of like okay, late because when they went to the later scene of her trying to retrace her steps. Uh, she was like, yeah, turned right here, turned left here, and so on and so forth. And then she remembered the red, um, uh, the red fabric thing in the car. And obviously the detectives had that as one of their big things because he was using the same vehicle. And they kept finding that on the different women, I think it was. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, and then, uh, yeah, she remembered like the, the green steps because she was again able to look down slightly. And then it was like 20 or 22 or something. So she remembered that. Um, One point that kind of got to me after. Because she kind of starts. Like she gets out and everything else like that. She's the like the one in a hundred chance. That he lets her go. Because he he can't kill her. Um, And then he kind of gets in his car. She runs off. He actually tries to go after her again. Doesn't he? Because she hides behind that car. And then she sees a car come past. Which is him. So he can't find her again. Because he was going to actually um, pick her up again, is is what I'm guessing, and uh, probably take her back. So good thing that she didn't get spotted. Um, I wonder if he planned to pick her up, take her back, obviously, and then keep doing what he was doing, or did he plan to kill her on that point? Um, sorry, kill her on uh, on that point. I don't know. Would have been uh, that's that's kind of interesting. So. Um, that was another thing that happened, but yeah, she got back, phoned the police and stuff, and they said they wanted to interview her. Um, she speaks to these two female officers, and you would have kind of would have thought, like, you know, the woman-to-woman thing, they would have understood that a little bit more, but she's all, these two female officers are almost on the same point of her, quote-unquote, parents, which is like, oh, what you're describing doesn't, like, 
sound horrible. And then this detect this other detective comes in. Um, I think I've got his name here, uh, Sergeant Larry. So it was Larry Pinkerton. Um, is asked like, can you go and speak to her? Like, cause she's closed herself off. And then he's the the one the the couple of big um lines of dialogue is like, I believe you, which is what she wanted to hear. You know, she didn't feel like she was getting believed. You know, her family didn't believe her. Her family is saying like, can you come home and just do your chores and all this kind of stuff and. Um, actually, that was slightly later, wasn't it? Uh, she's not being believed by like her family or the police. So, what is she supposed to, you know, do about that? But somebody going into that room, being very, very professional, giving her the attention that she needs and the focus that she needs, um, and him saying, "Tell me what happened. I believe you," was a massive turning point, and he, he needs some some credit for that. Because honestly, I, I mean, I don't know what the names were of the two female officers there. They did a terrible job. They really did. Because um, if they didn't ask Larry to help. I almost felt like they would have just dismissed the case. Because. And that might be a harsh way to look at it. But. They were like okay we don't really quite. Like you could see it on their faces as well. Especially the woman that was sitting actually opposite to her. Opposite to Lisa. This look that she's giving of like oh this is a silly like teenage girl. And you, you can see the look of it on her face. Um. So they did a terrible job. Uh, it was only them. It, it was basically. It felt to me like they were sort of like. Okay we can't like figure this out for some reason. Because we don't believe this woman. So let's just kind of hand this off to Larry. And see if he can do it. Because we messed our job up so much. With an abduction. To the point where this woman doesn't want to speak to us anymore. She's like actually you know, moved down the sofa. And, and closed herself off. That we have to give this to somebody else. If they'd have just like said what Larry said, which was like, we believe you, tell us the truth, and actually take it seriously, then they would have done a better job. But I think they did a horrible job with, with handling that case, especially kind of like just sort of palming it off to somebody else. Because um, even though they come back into it later, and they try and help out, what what the, the way they spoke to her in that room is is not good. It's not good at all. Um, I sort of wanted to be in that room with them and like just just help Lisa out like I wanted to, it, it's one of them scenes where I wanted to be there and just sort of th- say to them like why do you not believe like you clearly don't believe this girl why why don't you believe her and like just be the one to take her more seriously it was uh quite something it was quite something indeed um but yeah, they start slowly tracking him down, don't they like all these details and the other sergeant that's there or the other cop that's there uh slowly realizes like okay this it was all it seemed to be that one of the major connection points seemed to be the red fabric on the seats um because it was on lisa's clothes wasn't it or something and they said that matched the dna of the or that matched the um uh the, the fabric of like the the victims the the women that have been killed unfortunately uh, and then that was the big like ticking point and then Lisa retra- retraces her steps finds the tree uh, they come up with the two mile radius she does a very good description of what he looks like because she was like touching his face and stuff and the mustache and all that sort of thing and then eventually they just gather more and more evidence um, and then uh, he just gets he just gets caught out he just gets caught out um, but it was good to see him get caught out it was good and he was quite surprised by it you could see 
because he's eating like nuggets or something when he's walking across the street and then a pol- bunch of police come over and you can see he's kind of darting his eyes around a little bit of like oh I might get caught but um I think he knew the the jig was up I think he knew his the, the game was up um but it was good that they caught him and stuff so uh but I believe he should have the worst punishment possible whatever that means it said at the end he was on death row but hadn't said that he had died because they need to bring the death penalty back because uh, to me like murder was obviously one of the things that he did he, he didn't kill lisa but he killed the others what he did to lisa was still horrible and unforgivable but obviously murders um what you'd connect to death row if you um to me if you kill somebody right and you're caught and it's clear that like it wasn't I don't know self defense or like it was caught if you're if you're caught for like cold blooded murder, why shouldn't you be also taken out? Because what you get ten fifteen years or even twenty twenty five, you'll come out after that time. You'll probably get released for good behavior or whatever the hell they do these days, and then you'll just do it again. So the way to stop them doing it again is e- either I mean the two acceptable sentences for me for murder is prison and life because it means he'll die in prison anyway um or sentence them to like 100 years or something like that so that they won't live in prison uh also they'll die in prison or just the electric chair or whatever kind of like death penalty you can think of because if you're killed kill if you're caught sorry caught with doing cold-blooded murder why should you have a sentence that allows you to get released and still be old enough to or still be alive to the point where you can get released kidnap somebody again or take somebody again and kill them and then what get sentenced to another 15 20 years uh i think if you're caught for cold-blooded murder it should be life in prison or 100 years in prison or whatever some sort of sentence to where you die in prison or just get rid of you um why why should why should there be anything else um so yeah it's uh i mean it's the justice it's the justice system i've got no control over it but i can have an opinion on how it's run so there you go but very emotional very impactful um incredible job with the way they put this together um it's one i'll be thinking about for a while i still think about unbelievable on netflix because it left me with an impact which it's supposed to do um but incredible story um good on lisa for what she was able to do and the woman that she turned out to be which was great uh, she basically ended up becoming a part of the police force and i think it said that she specialized in i think it was like sexual assault cases and like child i can't remember what it said uh like child kidnapping or, or, or something something to do with that like the the area that she was you know in sort of thing um which is good but uh said that she went off to live live a great life and she's uh she was a uh, de- de- uh, detective herself, which is good. So, there you go. A, uh, a horrible story to go through, but a happy ending, I think you have to say. Um, I mean, Lisa will never forget that that happened to her, unfortunately. But she's gone on to live a very good life <coughs> afterwards. Um, and that's good. So, there you go. Uh, so, that was, believe me, the abduction of Lisa McVeigh. Um... I was just, I was kind of watching it and thinking, you know what, I've got thoughts on this. Uh, this is a 2018 film, but you know, it's based off a true story, so it's not as if the story can really be considered old. 
Um, but even if it is old, it doesn't really matter. So, um, but there we go. Because I was kind of watching this. And I was thinking, okay, this is very, very good. Again, in the specific ways that it is very good. Um, is this eligible to be in best and worst of this year? Because I put Unbelievable as my number one TV show of 2019. And I thought, if this is a 2021 film, I'm putting it in this best list. And then I pressed back, because I didn't check what year it came out. And it's 2018, so it's not eligible for this year, unfortunately. I might give it some sort of like honourable mention or something, but I can't actually put it in the list, because it didn't come out this year. So, anyway, uh, for those of you that have watched this, hopefully you all have, because I've just spoiled all of it, basically. Uh, what did you think? Did it leave you with the same impact? What do you think of how Lisa ended up? Uh, what do you think of the film itself? And uh, just everything involving all of it. What did you think of... Uh, and what do you think of what I said regarding the two female officers that I don't think did a, did a good job? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think it's difficult? It's their, it's their professional attitude to get that job done, which they failed to do so in that point. So let me uh, let me know what you think of all of that. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalk UK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. So have a look out for that as well. Uh, other film reviews coming up. Um, I think me and Robert are planning on talking about that Tomorrow War, I think it's called. The, the Amazon Prime film with like Chris Pratt, Yvonne Strofsky, Marilyn Rushkub. I think that's how you pronounce her, her surname. Mary Lynn from, uh, from 24. Uh, Black Widow also comes out uh, this week on Wednesdays. Look out for my review of that. The return to the MCU on the big screen. Um, so look out for all that and more on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. If you search for Entertainment Talk, you can find us on there. If you like what you've heard today and you want to support more of what we're doing, uh, you can either just use word of mouth, uh, tell people what we're doing, where they can find it. You can also, of course, yourself go over to entertainmenttalk.org or uh, look for the rest of us on podcast platforms, or the rest of our content, sorry. Just search for Entertainment Talk, find what we've got, have a listen to some more, and tell people what we do and where they can find it. Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options, so check that out as well, if you'd like to. Uh, for TV and film news, David's still doing that. TV and film news, Geek Town, Geek Town, Geek Geek Town Radio. There's no Geek Town Radio this week, but it does return next week, so keep that in mind. Uh, so there's that as well. Beck streams daily pretty much over on Twitch. Trista Bites, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Uh, go and give her a follow over there. You can also, uh, she's done a two-year anniversary thing, which is very, very good. So congratulations to Bex on that. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK, uh, for all my streams. And you can find the archive streams later on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. There is the full Last of Us 2 Twitch stream that's on uh, YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays, the Platinum Run, all that kind of stuff. So you can find that on there as well. Thank you all very much for listening and I will see you next time. Goodbye.